Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We can get through this, but you have to do exactly, exactly what I say. Breathing in, breathing out, breathing in. All the filthy things must be there in your mind. But if you don't live there, there is no problem. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. Your host today, Tiss, co-host as always. Say hello. Hello, this is Beef. Hello, this is Bob Shoy. Uh-huh. How's it going? I don't really have to start off the episodes. It's been so long since I did my own one. Um, it's okay. Since the last time, well, last time we recorded, we was recording on the floor, wasn't we? Yeah. Still on and floor. now we're on the floor, but we're on the floor in my old house. Yeah. What and was the last episode I actually did? Uh, last one you did? Hmm. Uh, Jonestown. Oh, shit. That was that a fucking was, long yeah. time ago. The, my DM listened to that the other day. Amazing. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Oh, cool. You listening? So shout out to all the uh, D&D crew in Rick's Garage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a nightclub. Sounds like way cooler than it is. Rick's, Rick's Garage. It sounds like Rick and Morty. R-I-X instead of... Yeah. Sounds like Rick and Morty. Do you guys know what we're talking about today? No, what no, are we on. talking about today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's lots of different things try, that I want to show you no, guys. Trying, you must I know. Don't know. I don't There's know. loads of different things I want to show you guys. Anything. What's your I don't title? Know, I don't know what the title is. That's the title. Must, well, by the end of the episode, but I guess to like. I guess it's like what is the mind? What's okay. in the mind? Okay. You should be able to sum up all your objectives in the first. <laughs> <laughs> Too diffuse. <laughs> do you want to call it? What is the mind? What is the mind? Yeah. By the end of the episode, you can just you can change. Well, what's your mind in the mind? You can change your mind if you want. By the end, of the so episode. I'm going to do mind. a kind of biop. Biop is that is that a thing? What do you mean? Biopic. In what context? Biopic. That's it. A biopic of uh, Eckhart Tolle. Of what? Eckhart Tolle. Okay, what's that? He's an influential teacher, modern day. Mm-hmm. What's his um, name? Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Where is, is he still alive? He's still alive. Yet. Um, and he talks a lot about the power of now. That's one of his books. And a new earth. And it's all about consciousness. And so this is like hippie stuff. Well, I don't know. Call it hippie stuff. <laughs> hippie Tissy's stuff. Hippie. I'm going to call it Tissy's hippie, hippie hour. Hippie. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a good book. Sorry, carry on. It's amazing. Is it your recommendation of the week? Yeah, I'd recommend people to li- uh, to listen to it or read it. I listen. Okay, to it. the power of now. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, read it now. 
Um, I haven't got any excerpts from the book because it's like a, a bought book, but I've got a few videos I want to show you guys. Mm-hmm. It's more of a discussion episode, really. It's like what? discussing what these guys are talking about. Okay. There's so f- you're going to throw some stuff at us and we're going to opine what we think about what you're Basically, throwing Basically, you're going to shit... Throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it was Toll. Toll really inspired me to make an episode because it's really weird. It kind of resonates with me a lot, and I think it might resonate with our listeners. By the way, this isn't what you told me you were going to do when we was in the beer garden. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, what was it in the beer I garden? I can't remember. Oh, I it wasn't. <laughs> you can't remember. I can't remember. But I, I swear it was it, Eckhart Toll. It would have... It Maybe it wasn't. Maybe you just memory. said Eckhart Toll, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Don't tell me anymore. I think and he I did. I thought it yeah, was yeah. like a monument. <laughs> oh it no! Like a, well, like a, a toll like, bridge. Like it, well, Eckhart Tolle sounds like an Egyptian monument, doesn't it? Or like I, an Egyptian I was, I was god. thinking more like an Indian burial ground. Yeah, something like that. Well, specifically, what I'm honing in on is is a mind. There's this guy, and there's another guy I found last night when I was looking through videos, and they're kind of saying the same thing. Right. And it's all to do with the voice in your head, the one okay. that you associate with. Oh, we've talked about this a little bit before. We brought it up, like, who is it that is talking to you when you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. So they're both saying that this is... Well, actually, one of them, Eckhart Tolle, is saying that it's the pain body. Something called the pain body. And I'll play something that will explain that. The pain body. Better than I can. Okay, so I'll play a little clip of Eckhart Tolle and his history and how he became enlightened. Okay, what's our appetite? Now, isn't it interesting that you first came to recognize this when you were about to kill yourself? Yes. Yes. Sometimes you have to reach a limit. Humans have to reach a limit. The human species as a whole is reaching that limit. Mm -hmm. But also on a personal level, sometimes people have to be pushed to the limit. My ego was so obstinate, I had to be pushed to the limit before it cracked open. Well, share that moment that you talk about in the beginning of The Power of Now. Yes. Feeling so much pain. Dreadful suffering at night. I would often wake up in extreme feeling of dread and fear, consumed by dread and fear. The whole world seemed alien. And I saw the thought one night, I woke up again, the thought came, I can't live with myself any longer. I just can't live with myself any longer. It's so painful. And then suddenly something happened inside me and I looked at the thought. That was, of course, awareness. I didn't know that at the time what it was. I became aware of the thought, and I said, I cannot live with myself. That's strange. So there must be I, and there must be myself. Is, am I one or two? I seem to be two. <laughs> <laughs> because if I can't live with myself, there must be two of me. Well, yeah. and everybody has felt that. Everybody has felt or heard or you heard you say to yourself, I said to myself. Yes. I said to myself. Yes, and of course, the entire what we call the voice in the head, we could also call it Mm self-talk, where you talk to yourself, and most people address themselves as you. So the voice says, you shouldn't have done that, or you should better... Or is it, uh, yes. So there's a constantly there's a there's a separation inside human beings, which is the essence of ego. Right. That there's a here's an image of who I think I am, and then there's a me, and okay. they, they get mixed up together. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted you <laughs> that thought though, but you you said I can't live with myself any longer. Yes. Said that several times in your mind. And then I the sent I became aware of the structure of the sentence, and I said if that's the case, then who is the self? that I cannot live with, and who am I? Wow. And all my thought processes, which were ego, would be, and they, it was all my thought processes that had created the dreadful suffering. Mm. This is very interesting. 
Yeah? Yeah. It's like thinking of yourself as two people. I didn't get what he was on about, and then it clicked to me like right at the end. When yeah, he was yeah. like, I can't live with myself, and he like reiterated it. It's weird to think of like your two beings living in harmony. Yeah, yeah. Am I getting the gist of this? So it's I you as a, as a vessel and you as a conscious. Well, kind of, yeah. What he's saying, and which he'll explain in the pain body bit, um, that it is, yeah, it's like there's an inner self, there's an inner thing that chatters a lot, mm-hmm. which is not self. But when we identify as a, as ourself, that's when we start to become depressed or anxious because the voice inside can sometimes be very mean, very critical of you. Um, and if you identify that voice as you saying that you can't do this, you can't do that, then that's when you start to get emotions of anxiety and emotions of this or that. But if you don't identify with that voice that puts you down or anything like that, then that's when you find inner peace because you're not, you're just, you're allowing that voice to chatter like you would, would another person, mm. but you're not allowing it to dampen or affect your emotions because right. your emotions are, you know, you're not affected by this voice. It's just a like a unbreakable. Yeah. The what? <laughs> the voice is unbreakable. No, you're unbreakable. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And if, and he's saying if you shine the light of awareness on this pain body, this voice, that's when he- you. Why does he call it a pain body? I don't know why he calls it a pain body. It might... Because is, is, is that because his inner voice, he used to associate that with pain, like his pain With pain, pain yeah. His, his anxiety or... He says that there's a pain body living in everyone. Right. And... Don't you think that's just like... Um, isn't it just like human nature to think negatively of yourself sometimes? Yeah, everyone has doubts. Everyone does that. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone doubts themselves whether it's your looks your abilities um what other people think of you is a massive one and it's all just wasted thought but it's just your conscious i don't know because if you didn't have doubt you would just you'd be invincible you'd be an yeah but you'd be, an you'd be a prick as yeah well, you'd man. be in a complete ass yeah yeah because yeah. you would just automatically not if you never thought of the negative thing side effect of anything you did you would think everything you were doing was good mm. so you think you were great and everything you did was amazing, and everyone else is wrong. Hmm. Well, it, I think for me, it's definitely this this whole thought process stuff has increased a lot since Joel was born, mm-hmm. because I'm very conscious of everything I'm doing and how I'm communicating with him. And um, I think now, because like, everyone's a journalist, aren't they? Like, everyone likes writing an article or a blog or something, yeah. and you can't help but kind of look at, particularly when his um, behaviour changes or something, I can't help but look at these articles online, which is probably the worst thing you can do. And and so my thought process, now I'm not just being negative about myself, but I'm now thinking, I'm now doubting, not all the time, but I'm having doubts about what I'm, like how I'm, not how I'm bringing him up, but how I'm communicating with him. And you're like, oh, am I, am I doing this right? Am I, oh, I'm not doing that. Mm. That's not, I'm not, oh, he's not developing properly and it's, it's my fault. It's because I'm not doing this enough or I'm doing this too much and it's, so I don't know, and then it just takes like as long as you voice those things, and you suddenly realise how stupid they are. It's only when you say them out loud, like he mm. said. Mm. Like, sometimes I say things to Rachel, she's like, "That's mental." He's three months old. He's not going to remember you like doing that. Oh, like, right. right. Yeah. Did, you, did you say a swear in front of him? No, uh, I can't think of an example. But she's like, he's like, he's like, oh, um, so we we took him for his jabs last week, um, and I was very conscious. I was, I don't want Rachel to hold him whilst he's having his jabs because it's quite traumatic. Um, and you feel like this betrayal. 
Like, oh, right. Okay. I'm having to hold him still. You're like saying, to hey, it's really going to hurt. You're like, you're and like, then mm. you know it is, and he's going to hate yeah. it, and so you're lying to it, baby. And um, every, so the night before we took him, I had five dreams, and all of them involved me putting him in danger. Mm. Like and choosing to put him and purposefully oh, wow. put him in danger. Um, so I woke up a couple of times in tears through the night because it was that Rivers. traumatic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I told Rachel the next morning, she's like, oh, "I'm really sorry I had a bad night, but he's not gonna. Do you remember your jabs?" I'm no. Like, no, of course I don't. And she's like, "He's not gonna remember you doing that." So it's it's only when you voice them, you're like, "Oh yeah, that is really stupid. He's not he's not gonna remember any of this." So it's mm. yeah, it's it's a really interesting topic. You know what I keep dreaming about. Well, Ever since I crashed my van last weekend, no, yeah, it's clean. Good. I keep dreaming I'm crashing cars. Really? Every I've had f- in the last like five nights, three nights, I've dreamt I've crashed a car. Really? One of them was me, us three on holiday doing a Weird Tales holiday episode, uh, and we rented a car. And like, I crashed to be fair, the car. that nearly happened in Romania many times. <laughs> yeah, like you guys were in the building, and I was like, "Yeah, I just parked the car," and I crashed it in the car park. Yeah, and I just keep dreaming I'm crashing oh. the car because I've never crashed a car, and then I crashed. I drove into a parked car. Yeah, and broke yeah. my van off yeah, on yeah. moving day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, to answer people who had seen it on Twitter and was going, what happened? I didn't have time to reply to everyone. I crashed my van and wrote it off while I was moving house. Yeah. It sucked. Is that your first crash? Yeah. You've never had a crash or been in a car crash before before I've that? I've been in the van and my dad's like knocked the back of someone, but it wasn't like a big thing. We <laughs> drove, drove away. No, no, we didn't drive away. Did yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that was the first time I've actually been in a crash mm. where I, like my front of my van was all like caved in. Cool, I've been in two. Yeah, I know. One, one was, well... One night. during pod and one before pod. Your second... Oh, my second we one was, recording pod. was on yeah, the pod. We so the first one was I was in someone else's car as a passenger in someone else's car, yeah. But anyway, sorry to crack on. That's cool. So, should I play this pain body thing? And we sure, can have a little yeah, listen about like the pain body. Just, just. I feel like whatever you say, we're going to keep going off on tangents because it's oh, a yeah, very totally. tangent-filled thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I realised you played that clip and then we just went off on one. That's great, though. Yeah. That is what it is, though. Like, but yeah, it's like it's, it sparks. It's kind of a half discussion episode. It's yeah. kind of me putting into you guys these crazy things, and I think the listeners will really enjoy them because it's the same sort of stuff that we all enjoy. Um, well, the listeners always like the weird brain episodes. Yeah, I just um, find it really interesting that these spiritual teachers are sort of talking. The way to enlightenment is to disassociate from the talking self. They say that it can be helpful, obviously, like, you know, it gives you signals of being cautious about things, you know, it's got many pluses, but what it is is if the people identify with them to the point where they're on high alert for everything that goes through there, rather Mm -hmm. than sort of filtering it by priority then sure, people can be addicted right. to being on high alert all the time he actually said which is a quite an unpopular belief actually but i've got to show both sides of him one of the things that he does say about is action movies he said they're made by pain bodies for pain bodies because it's all the exhilaration of watching stuff that pulls your heartstrings and makes you sad like thrillers and make you jump make you scared stuff like that like why do people like that? And he's, I like films that uh, give me any sort of emotion. See, that, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a bit too... Yeah. Oh, it's not unpopular, it's just a bit stupid for me. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an art form. It, has, yeah, it expresses you, every emotion. You have every to enjoy... Emotion. Yeah, you enjoy what you go through. If you write a cool story, you can't just be like, well, I'm not going to include that bit, though, because it might be a bit sad. No, it's part of the yeah, story. exactly. I think it's more like... Yeah, I think it's just got a thing about action movies, but... 
you know yeah, it you've got to take it all uh, it. face value I, I don't ever sort of subscribe to listening to someone and if as soon as they say something bad it's like oh fuck them because it's like well well I'm if not... someone has a bad viewpoint it doesn't change the, the, the good viewpoint they have yeah yeah totally. good and bad can coexist at the same time they don't like yeah, undo yeah. each other I think it's just like different walks of life like for him obviously action movies probably weren't a big part of his thing and maybe you know like some people don't like marijuana and for their own reasons, because it does this and that. But then other people do. It's like... I don't like dance. Dance. What, yeah. music dance music. Like no, not dance music. Expression. Just dance. The, the art form. Okay. Anyone so you could... ever met who's really interested in dance annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah. Um, if I have any listeners, you might be interested in dance. And great. Good for you. You might. I might get on with you really well. But anyone I've ever met who likes is into dance as a medium, hmm. I never get on with them. I'm always just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> They're always a certain type. And it's like horsey people, but like, like people who are into horses are always like real the same. Like you guess that someone, oh, I bet they're into horses. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Do you know well, I mean? Tom doesn't like action movies. So he, he doesn't like, like horses. That's what, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't. I don't Hor- mind, my mum's a horsey person. Horses for courses, I say. Horses for courses. Lasagna <laughs> courses. Ballet. I don't like that's dancing, isn't it? Ballet. Yeah. Ballet. Opera. I love Billy Elliot, the movie, though. You've seen Opera that? Opera is bollocks. Opera. People say if you don't like opera, you're like a philistine. It's what? like, shut what? up, you don't like that. What about Oprah? <laughs> Oprah, that's fine. <laughs> what about an Oprah opera? Uh, it'd be awful. Well, um, let's put the pain body stuff well, Yeah, Yeah, let's listen to that. As long as you are unable to access the power of the now, every emotional pain that you experience leaves behind a residue of pain that lives on in you. It merges with the pain from the past which was already there and becomes lodged in your mind and body. This accumulated pain is a negative energy field that occupies your body and mind. If you look on it as an invisible entity in its own right, you are getting quite close to the truth. It's the emotional pain body. It has two modes of being, dormant and active. The pain body may be dormant 90% of the time. In a deeply unhappy person, though, it may be active up to 100% of the time. Anything can trigger it, particularly if it resonates with a pain pattern from your past. Even a thought or an innocent remark made by someone close to you can activate it. Some pain bodies are obnoxious but relatively harmless. For example, like a child who won't stop whining. Others are vicious and destructive monsters, true demons. Some are physically violent, many more are emotionally violent. Some will attack people around you or close to you, while others may attack you, their host. Thoughts and feelings you have about your life then become deeply negative and self-destructive. Illnesses and accidents are often created in this way. Some pain bodies drive their hosts to suicide. Watch out for any sign of unhappiness in yourself, in whatever form. It may be the awakening pain body. This can take the form of irritation, impatience, a somber mood, a desire to hurt, anger, rage, depression, a need to have some drama in your relationship, and so on. The pain body wants to survive just like every other entity in existence, and it can only survive if it gets you to unconsciously identify with it. It can then rise up, take you over, become you, and live through you. 
it needs to get its food through you. It will feed on any experience that resonates with its own kind of energy, anything that creates further pain in whatever form. Anger, destructiveness, hatred, grief, emotional drama, violence and even illness. So the pain body, when it has taken you over, will create a situation in your life that reflects back its own energy frequency for it to feed on. Pain can only feed on pain. The pain body, which is the dark shadow cast by the ego, is actually afraid of the light of your consciousness. It is afraid of being found out. Its survival depends on your unconscious identification with it, as well as on your unconscious fear of facing the pain that lives in you. But if you don't face it, if you don't bring the light of your consciousness into the pain, you will be forced to relive it again and again. So the pain body doesn't want you to observe it directly and see it for what it is. The moment you observe it, feel its energy field within you and take your attention into it, the identification is broken. A higher dimension of consciousness has come in. I call it presence. You are now the witness or the watcher of the pain body. This means that it cannot use you anymore by pretending to be you. And it can no longer replenish itself through you. You have found your own innermost strength. You have accessed the power of now. Okay. I'm glad we stopped there because I've got, I've got like... Do you feel like... I kept thinking of things to say and then it went on and I was like, oh, I forgot the other thing I was going to yeah. say. I can't, I can't, I can't buy into any of that. It's too oversimplified for me. Like it's, okay. um, I get what you're saying, but it, it's like negative organs, isn't it? Mm. it? It's like, um, it like it sounds to me like he's saying that pain is a negative. It's too negative, and we must rid ourselves of it. It's something that we can't gain anything from it. We can't experience any positive outcomes from pain whatsoever. So you, we must be conscious of it, but not feed it and and if we feed it then we're going to want to give pain to other people and like it's it's just so over, oversimplified like i kind of get what he means but it's he like he's basically saying there's nothing to gain from pain there's nothing to like gain at all mm. well that's what i understood from it i couldn't help but think of i was like he's basically talking about um inside out We've right, got sadness okay, yeah, yeah. and we don't 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 let sadness touch that because we can't let it taint the memory mm mm-hmm. mhm um, and actually, if you look at, there's quite a lot of, um, like, it's is, quite philosophical. The is this film. your recommendation of the week, Inside what, Out? Inside Out, well, yeah. if you like that kind of stuff. If you like it's Pixar a great film. film. It's, it's a really good film. <laughs> it's a really good film. If you don't like Pixar films, don't watch it. But, um, yeah, I just, I just, don't, I just think it's, I was trying to think of the pain that I've experienced in the past. And like, what, did I get anything from that? And I couldn't think of anything that's happened to me that hasn't. But he's also saying you can't let it, you can't feed it. If you've got a painful presence in you, well, yeah, but that, surely that's just it, you can't linger on it. Well, no, but surely it's going to want to keep growing and then overtake you. Well, it depends. That's again, that's far too vague. Like it depends on what it is. If it's like, um, I don't know, I can't think of an example, but it's too vague. If it, if it's, if it's like something which every time you think about it, all it does is consume you with like rage or something, then yeah, it's probably not too healthy to linger on it. But sometimes. It's healthy to linger on things and to think it through because it helps you develop your thinking, hmm. I think. Where's he from, can I just ask? Uh, I think it's Austria or Germany. Right, okay. Mm. Well, listening to him talking then, is that an extract from a book or...? 
Yeah, I think so. Maybe is that, is it like audio. It just says about it says pain body, and it was like a YouTube video. Mm. It felt it felt like it's an extract like a, from a book. Yeah, uh, like a self help book or something. Yeah, something like that. It was mega um, hypnotic. Yeah. yeah, like I felt like I was in a trance. I didn't know how long that video was, but I felt like I was in a trance. Six minutes. It was like uh, it's hard to put across what I mean. Like um, it's like you would listen to it if you were feeling depressed. And it was like hypnotizing yeah. you to like not linger on things that are making you down. Yeah, I think I couldn't help but think, uh, and I hate that I'm using this as a reference, but of uh, of Peep Show when Jez joins the cult. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and he says to Mark, he's like, "Well, how can you explain all the negativity in the world, Mark?" And he's like, "Oh, I, I can't. There's too many historical, social, cultural like constraints. I can't." And he's like, "Exactly." He's like, well, "You also can't boil it down to negative organs." Um, can I bring theology into this? Yeah, sure. Um, when we recorded, you're going to be like, I can't believe you're going back to this. Okay. Because <laughs> you got really annoyed that I kept going back to it anyway. <sighs> okay. When we recorded the fear episode, right. you guys all ganged up on me because I said that hatred has an equal standing as every other emotion and you all said that hatred didn't and it should be squashed out and never, yeah. pro- mm. never given any recognition to. But you're saying, oh, no, you shouldn't do that for any emotion just now when you said about... Um, Fear, what was it? What was it? Fear. Negativity and fear and sadness. And you're saying it's like inside out, you need a balance. That's no, what I, I said... was trying to say with hatred. You, no, you said I, said, okay. not like I think something. we both said things. I think I don't think we either of us made it particularly clear when we were talking about fear. <laughs> like, because you, you and, and you, I think we both, like me and Dan both said afterwards, like, no, we didn't mean the there's no room for hatred. We just meant the. We like. I feel like love is greater than fear. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, I don't think there's. I'm not saying you should like hatred. Again, it's it's a very complex issue, isn't it? It depends on what your hatred is. If your hatred is, uh, like, say someone like murdered your your girlfriend or your wife or okay. someone, right? Um, I guess like, if you had that hatred and you were lingering on the person that did it and it kind of consumed you to the point where it ruined your life. Mm-hmm then that is something you should talk through with a counsellor. Right. He's simplifying it to don't do it at all. But he's certainly not to linger on things if it brings you down. But again, lingering on it, it depends, well, lingering for how long? Because if you're lingering, like going through counselling means you linger on stuff, but it helps you unlock yeah. your thinking a bit and it helps you understand why you think the way you do. So you think he's just being like, don't think about that, ignore that. Mm, I, I don't know. Side. He wasn't really saying that, was he? He wasn't really saying, "Oh, don't pain's awful." He's just, and he, but he's just saying, like, we need to be aware that our pain body exists. Um, but I think it's emotion is too complex okay. for you to. I'm just testing how much I can push you because I know next week I'm going to be pushing you with my next episode. Really? Yeah, it's going to be planned out as like Bob versus Beef. Tiss is going to have to like moderate it. Really. <laughs> Okay. That's a little teaser for the next episode. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of... Uh, where do you... Hang on a sec. We've been waffling on. What do you, where do you stand on it, Tessie? I think it's really interesting. Uh, I can definitely relate. Um, it's definitely interesting. It's all about meditation, isn't it? That's what it's like. It's like meditation on and, and quieting the monkey mind, as Buddhists call it. Sorry? The monkey mind, yeah, yeah, they call it the monkey mind. If if you're behaving unconsciously, so without using the presence of now and methodical thought, like on what you're doing, then you're just in autopilot. 
but they call it the monkey mind. Mm-hmm. And that unconscious, be unconscious behavior leads to allowing this monkey mind to be too strong to the point where you can't control, you know, it chattering and stuff like that. But peace is... An example I'm going to give for monkey mind. Yeah. Mm. Am I getting this right? Say you're um, all sitting around talking. This is this is something that niggles me. Like, say I'm talking to my girlfriend mm-hmm. and um, or we're watching a film or something and mm. we're sitting there and while we're watching it, she unconsciously like grabs her phone and like has to check something on her phone. Mm. Unconsciously. Is that monkey mind? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not good. It's the monkey mind stopping it's her from being at peace. Yeah. It's because just, like, just like you said... Just enjoy this popcorn, watch this movie, I mean, we're chilling out. Yeah. You don't need that monkey mind but distraction. like you said uh, about the pain body as well, it comes through when possibly you're bored or agitated. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. It's unconsciously grabbing for something that will comfort you and repetitive behavior. Whereas a peaceful mind is one that's concentrating on what you're doing fully. I always feel like to the I'm point very... of full sure on what I'm doing all the time like I'm always doing something with a purpose Mm. I'm never I would say I'm very almost never I'm going to go on the record and say I'm always never relying on my monkey mind Mm. I'm always certain of what I'm doing Mm. Um, I think that's why I notice other people doing things more as well because I'm like I would never do that I would do that I don't do that whatever because I just I'm sure but at the same time I would say that I'm not at peace at all so is is monkey mind procrastination? Yeah, but how do you know that your monkey it's mind isn't more methodical than others? That could be your monkey mind that's on the ball. Mm. Is that right your, though? Is that true? So is monkey mind procrastinating? Monkey mind is like ha- habit forming things that aren't necessarily good for you. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's the it's go all right. It's the thing that something... stops you from enlightenment, really, as well. Right. Like when you're meditating, doing things without purpose, isn't it? It's like mindlessly doing things well that's unconscious things that are that's the unconscious mind that one that's the yeah. unconscious mind so many minds but the yeah it's, it's, it's all the same I guess but I guess whatever the thing is that's stopping it's just, you it's just different names of things in different cultures yeah yeah the the Buddhists would call the monkey mind the one that is stopping you when you're trying to meditate if you're say you're sitting in a room total silence yeah and you're breathing and trying to meditate and your mind goes off onto this or off onto that, which happens all the time in meditation. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of practice. So your mind will be, you know, you'll be, you'll be still for a little bit. Then after about two minutes, maybe three minutes, be like, oh, well, I'm having fatigue tonight. Oh shit, have I done that? Oh, is that, you know what I mean, it always tries to come in with something relevant mm. and, you know, you can, you can get lost in that thought. Sometimes people do. But that's the monkey mind. So to keep the monkey what mind... What getting on it all the time? It, no, it's the one that is trying to distract you from being still and not thinking. Okay, so maybe I do have monkey mind. Because my brain is never quiet. Mm. It's always like, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's like a constant checklist of things that is all the time. monkey mind, yeah. Ah. So that I chattering, to, to stop that chattering in meditation, what they do... In fact, there's a really good video about it. Um, it's really short as well. It's basically you give the monkey mind a task rather than thinking about how to cure cancer or whatever. You just say, monkey mind, concentrate on breathing. Oh, this is how I, you know, I went out. I ran into a a trick for my monkey mind Mm. because this is how I sometimes really struggle with getting sleep. And um, actually, one of the worst examples I had this was when we was in Transylvania. I didn't sleep for the last like two nights we were there. Mm. I just laid on the bed. And I was knackered on the last day. Mm. 
But um, a way that I really found to help me get to sleep was to make my brain. You know, people say counting sheep. Mm. Yeah. It's that's I've I realized that's just like an idea. It's not literally like count sheep. It's like give your brain something to do to distract yeah. it to stop it. Yeah. And do you know what the one that worked for me is? I would make my brain start from the beginning of the Phantom Menace and try and remember the plot. To the oh, Menace. It's so incohesive. Yeah, yeah. I love Star Wars, <laughs> but the Phantom Menace is just that plot is all over the place. Yeah. And yeah. if I lay in bed, if I ever have trouble sleeping, I actually do go to this quite a lot. It's like, think of opening a Phantom Menace. Okay. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are on the Senate ship. I'm already getting like lost on that. And then what are they doing there? And why are they there? And like, <laughs> is that going to put you to sleep there? Yeah. Or is and that just going to be like, oh, fuck okay, follow the plot of Phantom Menace. <laughs> like, it always works. Oh, well, see, my, my, I've discovered um, mine. See, obviously, with... Um, <laughs> do you, the week, do you not watch it just in case you get so good at it that you stay awake and you have to think of another film? As much as I love Star Wars and not a big fan of Phantom Menace, yeah, I've probably seen film. the Phantom Menace more than any other Star Wars film. Well, in your mind as yeah, well. Yeah, because I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I, I'm just like baffled about how it came to be. Like, I actually kind of have a fondness for Phantom Menace. I've grown to love it because of yeah. this. That's like me and Don't Mess With The Zohan. I don't understand. It's a terrible film, but I fucking love it. <laughs> It's terrible. I watched it when I was an acid once, and it's the worst film. The worst film, but I love it. I love it. No no one has ever said, "Yeah, like they don't mess with the Sohan." That's um, that's Adam Sandler, isn't it? Yeah. This is this is me. You know, you were talking about anyone that cut like. Anyone who loves Adam Sandler is like, oh, for f- no, no, I'm not <laughs> I grew up with him, though. I Mate, can't help it. Little I've little been indoctrinated. I, do you know the amount of times I come home drunk or like go out for dinner and have some dinner? Probably when I've been out with you guys before, we go out for dinner, we go to Akasaka, have some sake, I get back and I watch Phantom Menace. And I'm watching it with like, why was he, why did he do that? Like, I'm back, I watch it with the commentary on. I watch <laughs> it with, there's multiple commentaries. I've watched it with multiple commentaries on. But that's how I feel with Zohan. I pick it to pieces, how they filmed it. You can literally, if you try, if you try really hard, you can watch the film and the facade drops and you're just looking at Adam Sandler in a studio surrounded <laughs> by props. <laughs> and it's just like, films. what is going on? Like, I watch those yeah, yeah. films like that because I'm like, this is, I watch things with a very editorial eye now because I'm trying to get into editing. Hmm. And I just look, that is so badly edited. This is a big budget movie. Like, I watched the Ghostbusters movie that came out last year, the shit hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. And it's shit. I hated it. But I was watching it just thinking, I reckon with my limited experience, I could cut this film better than this. It's so badly edited. People's reactions when it cuts them and people say stuff don't even match what's being yeah, said yeah. and stuff. It's like, it's like when music videos don't tell. follow the music. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. what is your fucking... You had one job. See, mine, you you talking about playing The Phantom Menace in your head. See, yeah. I never really had... Um, I never really had trouble sleeping. But now, obviously, since, since Joel's been born, um, I'm waking up through the night quite frequently. It mm-hmm. depends what's going on. And, like, Rachel um, could... She can sit on her phone... She can write an email. She can read a bit of a book. She can stimulate her brain a lot. And it doesn't affect her at all. Like she can just straight oh, back to sleep. Relaxation figure, I need, I yeah, need like, um, so I, I can read. Yeah, that's what I, I can do. read a book. That's enough. Okay. But so for example, the first few weeks, um, when Joel was really little, um, obviously he, we would both be awake for like nearly an hour before he'd then go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So once Rachel had fed him and we changed him, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I started doing the same thing. I was like, well, I may as well just play a game on my phone or something you're like what am I going to do for 45 minutes like well, sometimes we stick Netflix on or whatever um, and I found I couldn't that stimulate my brain so much I couldn't yeah, go yeah. back to sleep 
So I then started to think, I was like, I'm going to have to think of something that I can do to keep my brain occupied to get me back to sleep. Um, and I started thinking about episodes of different like TV dramas that I'd seen that I really enjoyed or films I'd seen mm. and telling myself why I like them or like, Oh wow. So like I did it last night. So last night was probably my favorite episode of any TV show I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't think I say Game of Friends. But it was, uh, I was kind of expecting, you know, I'd seen on, I'd seen on Twitter a few American people like, it's the best episode. I'm like, mm, well, is it, you know, genuinely, in terms of, like, I kept watching it, I kept turning to Rachel, I was like, how this is so, the way they've directed this is amazing. Like, and it's the way they, they tell this story within a story and, like you could see all the energy they went into and all the effort, and I watched the um like the making of this of it's like a twenty minute piece this battle, mm. uh, and I watched the making of. It, I was like, man, the amount of work they went to to make that look because you just imagine it now. You're like, oh, that's just green green screen in it. Um, but so I do that now. So like last night I was watching, I was like, oh, when she comes in on that dragon, and I just start telling myself what I like Don't about do any the spoilers. I know what Game of Thrones people are like. Well, watch it on time. If you like something, watch it on no, time. No, no, I won't have that. <laughs> I hate that. This magic. is the battle. This is the battle because I knew this would trigger Bob. I'm I, on Bob's side. I don't I understand. Hate I, when, I when, knew. When, I knew when when Game of Thrones, I don't like Game of Thrones. I do like Walking Dead. But they're the two most shows where if you're not watching it, there comes out you fucked. Yeah, yeah. The people are just like running over the plot on Twitter. I know what happened in Game of Thrones. I've never watched. I've only watched like yeah. eight episodes of my fucking life. I've kept up with it by accident through not watching. You can't help but know <laughs> yeah. what is happening in that. And people are like, "Oh, watch your own time." Then I'm too busy. Yeah, yeah. And half the people are pirating it when it's on telly in America before it's even here, and they're still fucking talking about it. Yeah. And then we, if I'm wanting to watch it legally, I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah. I'm if you wanted to watch it legally that. and wait like two days, you're fucked. I, I just never post spoilers about anything. <laughs> if you want to watch Illegally and you work nights, I you're fucked. Out, I bleeped out a spoiler for No Country for Old Men on our podcast from last really? week. That came out like 10 yeah, years I ago. Yeah, I would as well. Exactly. I would as well. We talked about the... Especially like, things that are great. On recommendation. I don't want to ruin the fact that... Yeah. Like if I revealed the I ending of... <laughs> like if I revealed the ending of Breaking Bad now... Yeah. And then be like, oh, well, you should have watched it. Like, yeah. oh, the show's five years old. Like, that so what? stopped people yeah. from enjoying a great moment in TV history. No, I'm also with you. I just thought I'd say it because <laughs> right, I thought I'd, get you, I'd get you in it. I'm going to cut you agreeing with me. Right, yes, I'm going to so play, I'm gonna play this guy. I'm gonna play this <laughs> quick clip of the Buddhist monk explaining meditation. Because okay. kind of it's kind of a... Just stop us on this tangent because we... <laughs> bit of a tangent, but I mean, it's just nice to listen to this because I really like it. Okay. okay. Well, fair enough. I really like it. We can meditate everywhere, anytime. Even three seconds, two seconds, while you're walking, while you're having coffee and tea, while you're having a meeting, so you can meditate. Many people have a little bit of misunderstanding about meditation. They think meditation meaning think of nothing, concentrate. <laughs> so push too much. So we cannot block thought and emotion. In fact, we need thought and emotion. So whether you listen to your monkey mind or not, there's an issue. What I call monkey mind, mine is chatting, you know, pala 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 yada yada. So monkey mind is giving your opinion. That image. So whether so you listen to opinion or not. Like that image, if you'd have shown me that image, I would have got immediately what monkey mind was. Yeah. The, the monkey in the, in the head. Just yeah, your yeah. head, like, giving you fucking... Sorry. All the people who actually want to see these images, don't forget, if you go on the website, weirdtales.unexplainable.com, all these videos are on there. Woo! Yeah. Mine is giving your opinion. 
So whether you listen to opinion or not, it's up to you, right? So through meditation, what we do is we have to make friends with the monkey mind. But how to make friends? Just giving banana doesn't work, you know. <laughs> so right method is you need to give job to monkey mind. How to give job monkey mind? So the simple meditation technique is be aware of the breath. So you ask monkey mind, hello, what's breath? So monkey mind says, ah yeah, good idea. And be aware of breath. Breathing in, breathing out, breathing in. There's a lot of thought comes at the background. Don't care, no problem. So as long as if you not forget your breath, anything is okay. No need too much concentration. Just simply be aware of your breath. Breathe in, out, in, even two breath, one breath. So therefore, we can meditate everywhere, anytime. Cool. I like that video. It's yeah. cool, isn't it? A really cool monk. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Made it kind of cleared it all up a bit, really. <laughs> that answers all your questions about yeah. meditation. I'm really simplifying it, but you do you do think of it as. Um... But like he said as well, he was he was identifying this other this monkey mind. But also he said that, like you said, emotions sometimes are useful. If you totally just go no, I won't listen to emotions, then sometimes you don't make the right decisions. But I think what but I think what Eckhart as well is kind of saying is. Listen to the emotions like you would a friend's advice, mm-hmm. but don't identify like whatever that thing says goes. Like, don't identify with it saying like, because if you identify with it, whatever it, you're at the mercy of whatever it suggests. Rather than if you treat it as a sort of other, it gives you advice, but then you can say, mm, you know, but I don't know who's saying, mm, you know, because it's probably the same thing. But so what he's saying as well, back to Tal. Yeah, he's saying that. Within our being, mm-hmm. there's uh, what did he call it? Pain, pain body, pain body, pain body, and let's just call it reg body. Yeah, and your reg body is like you should not listen to pain body because it's trying to overtake you. Yeah. How about if reg body is the one in the wrong? Mm, well, I guess mm, the true, but the pain body is the one that leads you towards. Harming yourself, mm-hmm. suicide, mm-hmm. angry behavior, any social behavior. So it's, it's basically the pain body. I got it wrong in my head. The pain body, from what he said, because I'm still getting through it myself, is it's not quite always present, but it jumps up at those times where you sort of lose control a bit mm-hmm. or you get a bit too angry or... You know, you snap. You even said about like when, when you're you, irritable. Yeah, when you when you snap, you just sort of. I'm irritable all the little, time. Little, little, anything. I get, yeah, I get really shitty all the time. You yeah, just, yeah. You just did at me like five minutes ago. There you go. <laughs> so that was your pain body. <laughs> that was in. That was painful though. That was. I your, mean, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. To live with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that is it. It's it's your pain body. <laughs> I'm never confirming or denying. I've never lived with you. It's like Becca's been texting or something. Yeah, I don't know. Becca's listened to it like fucking A. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't remember what I was saying now. Um, So, so yeah, that would be the pain body. Um, And it might be, it might be the, the voice in your head that is. I don't know. I can't even think of an example. But is okay. This is what I'm trying to get my head around. Is he saying there's two voices in your head? 
No. Or is he, or is saying, he saying there's the, the, voice the only in head, voice in your head is the pain body? Is the voice in your head and there's you? Or is there two voices in your head? There is a voice in your head. I kind of cross in beliefs because this was a different dude that said about the monkey mind. Yeah. So his, know, I'm, not, I'm talking about pain yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But, but is, is it... Um, so... I'm. Is it that your inner voice, your voice, the voice in your head, is your pain body, and everything else is you, or is it? I'd say like it's all part of the same thing, but the pain body is the one that manifests through your negative emotions. So is that your soul? No, I'd say. Well, I don't know. It's like soul is okay, a loaded like, term, isn't it? Because I don't know what. It's like when you see in cartoons and someone's got the devil and the angel on their shoulder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Take away the theological aspect of that, and it's just two people: pain body and yourself. Pain body and and self. Yeah, I'd say. Hmm. I'd say so. And the pain body, like you shouldn't listen to that devil when he's like, eh, just cut her up. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> cut her up. Cut That's her what up. you went to. Not <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Talking with a knife. Yeah, Where, I, yeah. Could you give me an example of when? You're, yeah, when you're hacking a corpse. When you're irritable. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm irritable. Yeah, can yeah. I give you an example? Give you an example. No reason. No reason. I just come in and I can be like, shitty for no reason. Okay, but what? There must be something. <laughs> there must be... I know when I do it because I normally apologise. I'm like, oh, I've been a dick for the last hour. Okay. I'm sorry. But would it be... Okay, so you'd come in from work. Yeah. Imagine something oh, was left on was the it. side. No, I or... thought that was it. I come in from work. I'm irritable. Yeah, yeah, but what's that, so what, what would you be irritable? Like what I'm, would you be irritable about? It's almost like I expect people to read my mind. Yeah, yeah, because it's like sometimes I don't want anyone near me. Okay, so, so that if someone comes near me, I don't want near me. I'm like, oh, what's the like? What's, I'm like irritable. Can you just leave me alone? Like ah. automatically, I'm like irritable and snappy. So there you go. So you'd say the pain body would be the thing inside you, which is telling you that it's unacceptable that this behavior is happening mm-hmm. it would be the person who's giving you the advice sort of unconsciously saying you know it'd be the thing in your head that makes you snap that goes why is she so close to me what and then, and then you snap mm-hmm. it you know it's that thing that's giving you the bad advice because yourself like, would just be like i don't want anyone near me right now yeah yeah it's that it's the, that, isn't that, that was the example of when I was being irritable. So that, I was trying to cook, um, I just yeah, yeah. wanted to get on my cooking because I'd have stuff in my head. So there'd be something in your head that would trigger, which would immediately, your pain body would be like, too close, too close, this is getting ridiculous. And then, bang, snap. Every time we have one of these like discussion episodes or brain episode or anything, it always comes into a, like an evaluation of you know, <laughs> all my issues. <laughs> That's because like you make it like that. Target, yeah. Uh, no, I think the emails I get from people are like, I'm really concerned about you, Bob. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, this amazing. But don't you think Aww. there's other factors that come into play here? Like, you can't just always be your down to your pain body because sometimes you're irritable because you're tired or you're hungry. Okay, but, but that's how that's how habits form. Habits form. You go to your habit when you're. For me, it's almost like, you know, I said I always know exactly what I want to do. I've always got a purpose. I'm always like, this is what I'm doing. Mm. If it's like, it's almost like, can't you see this is what I'm doing? Like, this is what, why haven't you got your purpose going on right now? Mm. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. I expect everyone to work the same way I do. Who who expects? I expect the way I do is the proper way you should be doing things. Who expects? You're the pain body expects. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm overanalyzing myself when we do this because I'm like, yeah, do yeah. I do this or am I just saying this now? Yeah, yeah. Can't remember. It's just, I guess, an example. But what I don't understand, right? So, <laughs> how do you get from that process of, um, so you're saying when you, okay, so if I have an example, like if if it's 
taken me a long time to get Joel to sleep, yeah. and it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can get you. You do. You can't help but get irritable. You you get a bit like ah, oh. right. So yeah, when you get the like, no mate, we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just me in the corner, like, yeah, this is me fucking slagging this you both like, off. counselling. Yeah, finally. Me and Pete are for counselling. Yeah. yeah. Getting to the heart of it. I'm joking. Um, we'll carry on. <laughs> Especially because listeners can't see the setup with like Tiss is sitting in the corner of the room and me and Pete like leading up against the sofa. Yeah, yeah, cozying up. <laughs> okay, Pete, give me an example. Um, but yeah, so Tiss is like our little pain body on our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, monkey mind. <laughs> I'm the pain anyway, body. Carry, carry on, Vipo. Come on. Um, yeah, so, like, when, like, um, <laughs> so there are times where, like, he'll be asleep in my arms. <laughs> and so, like, um, basically, you there's, like, a test you can do to make sure a baby's completely asleep, like, in a deep, sound sleep. <laughs> Screaming his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do that. But um, then the main thing you do is if you if you can pick up a baby's arm and drop it, if it drops... And it, <laughs> it's, it's like boxing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If you, if you drop it and it's just a dead weight right. and there's no resistance, right. then they're completely asleep. Right, okay. Completely, dropped. like, out. So like, there'll be times where you can do that and then I'll go to put him in his cot and his eyes are like bang, wide awake. And you're like, how? How is that possible that you can be that asleep and then that awake? And what happens? Um, so immediately then my thought process like jumps because I'm tired and because I'm like, it's endurance, isn't it? When you've been enduring something yeah, yeah. and persevering, it does get tiring and you, you it. it wears your patience down. Yeah. You can then... Life, you then, yeah, Life but wears you, you down. Yeah, but then you get a choice, don't you? So your choice, like, I could either choose to get really stressed yeah. With Joel. Which yeah. you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're there at That's four That's what you were worried about in remembering earlier. When you got really stressed there when we were going to sleep. Um, yeah, you, you, but you, you, you learn how to like, manage that, don't you? Like, you, you but that's you it. You're fighting, yeah, but you're, maybe you're, maybe you're resisting the pain body thing because you've got yours in control. Well, not Whereas I haven't, so I, not all the I time. I do notice Not all it. the time. Obviously, I get stressed and... So I'd say, like, that situation, your pain body could rise up and you go, oh, for fuck's sake. And, oh, why is this happening? Oh, this annoying. So that's the pain body. It's feeding off the opportunity. Even though you're tired, that is the perfect time for the pain body to pounce. But are you yeah, but aren't to you... feel fucked yeah. up sometimes? Like, you, we're not oh, I'm not saying that... No relieving is it to no, just be like, oh, fucking But he's hell. not saying that, like... This is even at an innocent. Everyone party. should be like grey on the omnibus <laughs> eating grey sludge. He's just saying that the way to peace is this. Like it's not easy and it's not conventional, but this is the way to enlightenment. Right? Yeah. And everyone I, who's I enlightenment. Do, that's my opinion. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. This is opinion. I, I but, do, but people I do who are enlightened are like that. Like the Dalai Lama, you couldn't piss him off. I bet. <laughs> yes, you could. Or if you did, he'd be he'd have oh, a reason. He'd laugh and then just annoy you. Even. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. I just think I, nah. I agree. I agree with the concept. Jesus, concept. what about Jesus? Do you think Jesus got pissed off? Well, this is what I'm getting to. Okay. <laughs> did he? Oh. Yeah. When, oh! when he slaughtered all them pigs. No, because when Judas fucking we've talked told on him like five times. No, we've done this before, haven't we? He got angry at the disciples a few times. Did he? We talked about the time he cleared the temple. Um, People were selling in the temple. Yeah, he went, right, get out. Why was this? Well, yes. What was that? Tax. There was (laughs) (laughs) that. I think that's what he said. (laughs) They were tax. (laughs) 
Get out, you <laughs> Famous quote from the Bible. <laughs> I think that was Jesus' pain body coming out. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so, yeah, there's... Didn't he hate taxes? No. <laughs> Didn't he hate taxes? Ta- taxes? Did he hate taxes? Was he Robin Hood? <laughs> I don't know where no. I this one. I thought he hated banks. No, no. Hey, Jesus? No. Oh, no, no, Jesus said you should pay your taxes. Oh, he said you give to Caesar. Give to, he? he says give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. Because right. people say, oh, should we be giving to the church or should we be giving to Caesar? Right. And he's like, well... I thought, but, oh, is that why he got annoyed? People refusing to pay their fair share? No, no, no. no. What he got annoyed in the temple for them? <laughs> what was Jesus' leanings? Trade and stuff. People using the temple to trade. Oh, that's it. They were selling stuff in a holy place. So people would be coming... Basically, people would be coming from they miles around. Banks. People would be coming from miles around to yeah. to trade, um, and and that would mean that people can use the temple for the yeah the uh, yeah. But he probably didn't let it, he 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 probably cleared the temple. That's fair enough. But he probably didn't let it affect him. You probably didn't go up to him and go not now. He'd probably go up to him and be like, "Yep, yeah. well, I just cleared the temple. Like I'm chilled. Well, totally at peace with what I just well, did." Well, no, because Jesus. In the Bible, did it say, oh, Jesus had a right cob on for the rest of the day? <laughs> he had the dog. Gosh, he had the right mate. dog on. Well, yeah, because he was he was fully human, so he got... <laughs> fully... Let me explain. You know, there are, there are, times, there are times in um Do you feel like you're, you're trying to teach, a, like, a children about theology? Yeah, like, I'm going to walk out in a minute. I, I, I personally <laughs> think that... Yeah, but then again, young Jesus... Young might have, Jesus. Young Jesus, Y-U-N-G, might have lost his cob a bit. But then old That's Jesus... You didn't hear about him. You yeah, didn't yeah. hear about Jesus before his 30s, do you? Is that what it is? Yeah, 33 is when he did all his good stuff. Fucking hell, I've got years left. I could be the second coming. I'm not. I think I, I personally... I think Jesus didn't have the cob on when he was enlightened. I think it was before he was fully enlightened. I think he knew what he was doing and he was intelligent. He got, he got the cob on. Do you reckon? Yeah, I'm, I, not now, because it would take too long, but I'll send you... Maybe <laughs> YouTube clips of Jesus losing his shit. <laughs> right, it's fucking shit on his face. Riding a moped for a field. Uh, anyway, I, I, get, let's get back on track. I agree with the concept. I agree with the concept. I understand, I understand that what he's saying is the way to inner peace is to is to work on your peace in like actively by... Like, not necessarily completely ignoring your pain, but mm. acknowledging it and managing it all the time. But that's ludicrous. No one can do that. No one's perfect. You're going to have to react from your pain mm. at some point. It's a bit robotic to say ignore. Yeah, you can't. No one can I think, function like that. If you function like that all the time, it would go mad. Don't let them over to overcome you. I mean, I... I per- feel like I agree. I think... Sorry to interrupt, but I feel, I feel like he's got some really good messages. Hmm. But it's almost like messages for people who aren't going to think for themselves but don't you, you find just, like, just find your own balance and it's like yeah. if you can't find your own balance okay just listen to this and he's going to tell you to ignore all the mm-hmm. bad stuff um, but like you said before sometimes like I, I i can't give an example but sometimes it feels really good just to just tell someone to fuck, oh, off. Yeah, just fuck off just no mm. you know the example like finchy chris <laughs> won't you fuck off yeah, yeah. Ricky you know I mean? How good oh. that feel? He walks away from that. He's like, yeah, yeah man. Super hands. Peep show. Whoops. Right, that is it, hands. Fuck off. Just fuck off. All right. All right. He's like he had it coming. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but oh. some. I, I guess it's who you are, isn't it? I feel more empowerment from killing people with kindness. Do you know what empowered me when I left my neighbour? What? The one that I hated and didn't like me. Yeah. Didn't say anything to her. Just left. Just there you go. There, one day. there you go. There you go. So there you go. So the, the fuck off wasn't necessary. No. You got as much empowerment from rising above. So what I think about Eckhart Tolle is... But what I think about all influential teachers, I've seen so many over the past few years because they really interest me, is that the thing is when they get disciples and followers, they always ask them, how do you do this? How do you do that? And Mm. I think the real question for these guys is, how do they think? What do they do? And then apply it to your life in your own way rather than go, oh, well, he who does this in this situation? So he's talking shit. Like... I think a lot of the stuff he says is kind of like quite conservative. Like, I don't think he's a vegan. I don't think, I probably doesn't take drugs. Um, no, he's not for you then. This is for me. Yeah, it's so it's just it. like, you know, I take what I need from, from what yeah. he's got enlightenment from and go, okay, so that's what enlightenment looks like for him. I think enlightenment looks different for everyone. That's exactly what I was saying earlier about like, as soon as someone says something bad, people just think that person's bad. Hmm. You can say something good afterwards and that as a separate point, and it might still be valid. Yeah, yeah, totally. You gotta take. You can't just take one thing that someone says as like representing them as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Well, I think Trump's a complete tool, but if he said something good, I wouldn't be like, oh, "That's wrong." Yeah, I'd yeah. Be like, that's a good point though. Yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta give everyone a fair point. You can't follow any one person blindly. No, that's, that's it. That's what I think. Like when I watch some of these videos, they've always got lots of followers, and they sort of. The they sort of indoctrinate themselves into that thinking. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's the main problem. I know we've said it before, but with um, Dawkins' disciples, yeah, yeah, totally, people, yeah. people just blindly follow Richard Dawkins because he said, "I'm an atheist," and then everyone who was an atheist went, "Oh, I'm that too. I'm going to follow everything this guy says." Like, yeah, yeah. Or you could have your own opinion. I say, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you've got to you, you pick the meat from the bones. If mm-hmm. you take the bones as well, then it's obviously going to you you're going to choke. Exactly, and I think I think it's you know I, I used original? to I used to really struggle with this guy that I worked with. He was just a complete prick, like mm-hmm. all the time. I just couldn't stand. I couldn't stand every time I saw him. I felt on an edge. Did you feel like hatred really towards him? No, I just felt like I just if, every Your time he came body, over, like, I just feel like oh god. Um, and then one day his his wife and kids came into the office because mm-hmm. they were like all going out for the evening, um, and I saw him with his kids, and I was like, oh, he's a really good dad. Yeah, that's, and a, that's like, what I mean. You I can't, can't just, you judge can't just on tar thing. everyone with the same, the same thing. Same shitty stick. The yeah. same, this is the problem with the age of the internet, though. People are just so quick yeah. to jump. Someone says one bad thing, and everyone's going to jump on them, and they're ruined forever. Yeah, I saw mm. a really. Um, so there's been the World Athletics mm-hmm. this week, and uh, Justin Gatlin ran the hundred meter final mm-hmm. and won, and it was. Um, Usain Bolt's last race ever so he's now retired from athletics um, and Gatlin won the gold mm-hmm. and um, there's this big debate because he was he was found to be on drugs twice right. and was I think he was banned from running for like two years or something so he ran the race and was booed by the whole stadium and then there was this big debate on Twitter and um, uh, Brian Moore who used to play rugby for England he was like yeah but he's done his time Mm. So he's come back now and he's won the race. Like he's done his time, just leave him alone. And everyone jumped on him and they like completely slagged him off. Even to the point of a few people were slagging off his rugby career and he's like, You can't that's completely separate. I've said one thing that you disagree with and now you disagree with everything I've ever done. Like you're you're right, everyone's so quick to jump on and there was um 
one person on I haven't unfriended anyone on Facebook ever apart from the other day. Someone um found this so there's this guy from quite a big church in, in America and like they, they tour around like they're musicians. Right, okay. And um he's a Trump supporter and had gone into a smoothie shop um and asked them to make them an uh just like an orange smoothie. And he's like, don't you just do like an orange, I just want like an orange smoothie. Can't I just have that? And they said, no, it's not something we do. And he's like, we've got oranges on the counter. Can you not just do it? I'll pay whatever you want me to pay. I'll just ask what I want. It's not on your menu, but will you do it? Mm. And he put that on Facebook. And this one girl just laid into him. She's like, oh, I can't believe he's supposed to be this man of God who's supposed to, you know, and he, you can't talk to people like that. And, and it's like, well... So what? He went into a shop and asked for a smoothie. Like, really? Is that what you're getting angry about? Is that someone went in and... and it's so petty, the things that people want to like. Uh, it's really... Like, really, is this is is this the hill you want to die on? Like that, the smoothie yeah. debate. Like, the things that... It's, I mean, it's always a different thing with this, like, culture of internet of, like, no, no, no. That'll be forgotten tomorrow and it'll be something else for someone to jump on. Mm. It'll be someone else for someone's lives they can destroy. It'll be someone else, mm. someone else. And it's like that one day where it was that guy's turn and you just like fucked up something in his life. The next day you're interested in something else and you're going to attack someone else, but he's still got the repercussions of that because it was like you had nothing else to do on the internet yeah. but have a go at this dude. And um I think it's a real mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, I don't get involved in debates on social media. Basically, the one thing I do agree with, with Tull, and I think this is paramount this is something everyone should practice he's basically it's your Mm self-discipline everyone should be able to discipline themselves in just social conduct just the way they are with other human beings like you can't do it all the time we're not perfect but try hard to not be a prick basically Mm -hmm. that's that's my slogan try hard to not be a prick well i had a really nice message from a listener recently all right he just said they like that we chat and everything but they said the main thing they like about us is that we all seem like really kind people Oh, that's mm. nice. And I was like, that's such a simple compliment, but a really, like, yeah. that is a real compliment. Yeah. So someone just say, like, you seem like really kind yeah, people. That's I'm lovely. Like, that's really nice. Really appreciate that. I think it's, yeah, uh, well, well I, I try to be kind. I think it's, I think it's about being honest with yourself as well. If you've been a prick, to try and own up for it and yeah. have discipline that's over, something I was over to that. And like, so there was one, so the morning of the Pod Awards, mm-hmm. um, I went to McDonald's and it was heaving, absolutely heaving. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you're in a car park and you're, you're waiting to take someone's space, but then they start reversing unexpectedly. So you're like, oh shit, now I've got to reverse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did that and I checked and didn't see anyone. Um, turns out there was a guy in my blind spot at the back of my car. Um, and he smacked the back of my car. And so oh, I punched ran, it. Like, like, it was like, yeah, like oh, punching right, it, like, it. Yeah, like, yeah. but quite aggressively, like, I'm, you know, what are you doing? I'm, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I ran down my window and he's like, you nearly ran me over. I said, why are you walking behind a, a reversing car? And he's like, I couldn't see you were reversing. I'm like, got my reverse lights on. Um, Flavor gets so But I tried to like, I, I was getting a bit aggressive with him. Like, and so I went and parked the car and in my head I was like, what a prick. Like, obviously didn't mean to, obviously didn't mean to run him over. Like, I didn't mm. even hit him. He was like, oh, you were really close to me. And I was like, I could just, I'll just. Just about heading into McDonald's, and I looked at him. and I was like, "I'm gonna go and apologise." And I apologised to him, and we had a really nice conversation for like ten minutes afterwards. And he was the same. He was like, "Yeah, I didn't really need to be this. You know, I didn't have to talk to you the way I did, and maybe I didn't need to walk behind you. You know, and I, I realised you didn't mean it, and all this kind of stuff." And I think that is, at its simplest form, that that's essentially what this guy's saying. You mm-hmm. know, try to manage your emotions in a better way. Mm-hmm. 
I think we can all agree with that, can't we? I can agree with that. I would have knocked him out. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I would have. Um, no, I'm joking. Just kidding. I forgot what point I was going to make, apart from, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I was going to say Toll actually cites a lot of Jesus quotes in his book. I couldn't, okay. you know, when you're listening to something. I, I was around work and I was like, oh, and it, Jesus, I, lost it, rag. Totally forgot because I wanted to be like, I wanted to say them to you and then see what you thought Jesus was saying then and what he thought Jesus. And then, oh. saying about turn the other cheek. I'm going to put on another dude, sag, sag the guru, okay, quickly, sag and sag see what he's saying. But he's talking about this other thing and the way to enlightenment is to. Um, I don't know. Love. Yeah. He's just saying something about the mind as well. Okay. I'm aware of all of the ways that I uh, mess with myself and my nonsense <laughs> and create a lot of pain for myself. So I'm just um, going towards awareness but experiencing the pain of the mind. How, how might someone address that? <clears throat> See the content of your mind. Is not your choice, is it? Is it your choice? Really? The content of your mind, is it your choice? Really? Please control it and show me. And it's not worked. <laughs> the content of your mind is decided by where you are, isn't it? Everything that's around you gets into it. You have no choice about what you gather. And what you have gathered in your mind goes far beyond your present levels of perception. But everything that the five senses come in touch with, it gathers. In wakefulness and in sleep, it gathers. It is just that most of it is not in the form of conscious memory, so you do not know, but it's all there. So the content of your mind is not by choice, it has happened. Whatever you were exposed to has been absorbed by the mind. It's just soaked up everything that it came in touch with. Now, what is hurting you is just this. You want to think about God, but your mind <laughs> thinks about something else. This is your pain, isn't it? And she's trying to control her mind. Somebody is trying to discipline their minds. All of you have tried in some way or the other. Has it worked? That's a question. Has it worked? Now next ten minutes, I will tell you what are the things you should not think about. Will it work? <laughs> no. So there is no point trying to fix the garbage bin. When I refer to the mind as garbage bin, I am not saying it is not useful. Is garbage bin very useful in your house? Is it very useful? You can live without a television. You can even live without a telephone. But you can't live without a garbage bin, isn't it? <laughs> Most essential, isn't it? Now that it's so useful, you decided to sleep in it tonight because it's such a wonderful thing. So important it is, so you decided to sleep in it. Now your life will be terrible, isn't it? That's all that's happened to you. 
This is a fantastic instrument. Anything and everything that it comes in touch with, it's storing it up for you, for your use. But now you're sleeping in it, you're living in it, so it's big trouble, big time, not small time. <laughs> if you could keep the garbage bin in such a way that when you want to use it, you can open it, when you don't want to use it, you can shut it and keep it there, that would be great, isn't it? Now the problem is it's always open, not only it's open, you are in it. You have to crawl out of it now. Don't try to fix the garbage bin. You want to empty it? No, all the dirty things in my mind, let them go. If they go away, you will start exploring all the same dirty things once again because they are new. <laughs> all the dirty things, please keep it in your mind, they are very important. The dirtiest and the filthiest of things on this planet, they are very important, they must be in your mind. If you have your discretion, you don't walk into it, yes? All the filthy things must be there in your mind. But if you don't live there, there is no problem. But you live there, that is the problem. So what do you think to that? I like that. Hmm. I thought he was quite an interesting guy. Yeah. So he's talking about kind of the same, he's isn't He's saying use your, use your mind as, as you use any part of your body. Yeah. But it's being able to... But using it as it is. Use it rather than... Be it. Be it. Yeah. So that's why the really that's why the episode is so hard to name because well, I thought it's like we could I don't call know. it. Um, I just thought of what I was watching that, like because um, you've talked, you've showed different philosophies, so we just call it like philosophies of the mind or mind philosophies, or something yeah. like that. Because mm. it's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a million videos I could show you on it, but it would just be listening to loads of other people talk about it. But well, if there's any that are particularly good, what's happened to me? I can put them on the blog. Yeah. For the listeners. Alan Watts is someone who's really good to listen to. He talks for a long time about stuff. And If there's any, I'll tell you what, I've got two weeks to edit this. Yeah. If there's any clip you really think, oh, that's a really good one, hmm. send it to me and I'll put it after that's the outro music. That's a real music. doozy. Yeah, I'll put it after the outro music. Like, cool. Sometimes I did that with the ghost stories. I had a really long ghost story. I wanted to put, didn't really fit in the episode. I said, hang around after the outro music, there's an extra 10 minute story. I can do that with an extra mind clip. Sweet. So, what did you think, Beef? Yeah, I think it's. I think that's that probably sits um, a bit better. Better with me. I think it's more realistic. Yeah, what he's saying is more realistic. Like you, the way you use your mind is is important, and you know, just because you have, even if it's not pain, just because you have something in your mind that you're not keen on, it doesn't mean you can't use it. You can't manage it, or you can't. Mm. You know, and like he says, if you block it out, it will only come back again in another way. Yeah, you're never gonna block an emotion out completely because you're a human being. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I think thing. it's. I, I, I don't think it, it's fair to say I disagree with Toll completely, but I think that that feels more manageable. It feels more like a yeah. realistic mm. way of putting it. It's and that was such a that was almost that complete odds to Toll. Toll saying mm. this isn't useful to you at all. And he's so saying no, it is everything useful. is useful to you. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear two viewpoints. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, another thing I missed out about Toll, actually, the way that he said about fighting the pain body was being present in the now, because his sort of catchphrase is that the pain body can only exist in the past or the future. Mm. It can't exist in the now. Like, it can't manifest in the now. Right, okay. So... 
um, and it's like that he said about you store up all these memories, things in the past, um, but sometimes if you live too much in those memories or, you know, like, I don't know, if your life sucks at some point and you go, oh, well, it didn't suck like two years ago, like I feel I'm going backwards, stuff like that can like really drag you down it has done me in the past yeah, yeah where you compare what, your what current self to other self yeah what have i done wrong now because i was happy yeah yeah and that's what it is where, it's where like wrong? Uh, living in the past can be as destructive as well so yeah. the only way to battle that is to live in the now and sort of accept that the only time you're ever alive is really now mm-hmm. it's never then or here it's always this moment do you know what I mean so like mm-hmm. the past is only an illusion really we don't actually know it actually happened. And you, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, yeah. Because the past could not have happened ever. What's happening to you now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could die tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, totally. So there don't was... worry about what's going to happen the day after tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Le- We're all becoming philosophers. I'll leave. Um, I'm thinking of. Uh, so I told you, just in case you didn't hear the episode last week on uh, or two weeks ago on Rasputin, mm-hmm. I mentioned about uh, my my friend Simon who I used to work with occasionally at New Wine and like they unfortunately died a few weeks ago and that was um but that was something that seemed to click into place for him. It was just this idea of, well, these are the cards I've been dealt with. So yeah, yeah. I may as well just be positive with what If I've someone got. says you've got X amount of time to live, why spend that wallowing in the fact that well, you can... Yeah, exactly. And I think and I think this is why I really, really struggle with um people that have like a victim mentality. Right. I um I'm trying to be, I don't want to be really dismissive because I, you know, in some ways I don't understand it. You know, we've just been talking about how complex the mind is. I can always cut it. Yeah. But I think there, there's a difference between people like who have had a really like shitty life and mm-hmm. you look at it and you're like, okay, fair enough. And you're like, but there are people who have gone through stuff, which is, which is t- difficult, but it's mm-hmm. not the, you know, you can recover from it and they choose to go back to it. They choose to. Yeah. And in that sense, I would probably refer them to Todd. Be like, you need to listen to this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't go on living like that. You're letting that. your uh, pain body take over. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're just a vessel for keep, the pain keep body. Keep feeding it and you're going to live You're gonna live in the past forever. Yeah. I think it works for people who are really identified to the point where yeah, it's yeah. like, you know. That's you what need... I meant at the beginning when I said it's like a meditation for people who need direction. Yeah, and yeah. And they can't move on on their own. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's... Yeah. that's... I, I was gonna, there's not going to be much rubs this week. No, even really... though there's been a lot of like silly talk, I feel like it's in fitting with the episode. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah it's like so a discussion episode, I might have to it? dig into some old files for rubs again. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really, it was really interesting. Mm. It was really refreshing to try and yeah get my thoughts out. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to somehow incorporate this stuff that I'm really interested in into an episode because I think the listeners will really enjoy being exposed to that sort of. Mm. and if they don't but it is like it is a kind of like I'm not I don't subscribe to Toll's ways I couldn't be like he is but that's just different personalities you know he he finds it useful to be totally not feeding his pain body but maybe he's more susceptible to um, to being you know his pain body might be more destructive than mine so like he says about action films them being like for pain bodies Maybe I've got my pain body in such a position where I can watch an action film and it doesn't quite. But if he does, then it's feeding a pain body and the pain body's bad for him. So if he mm. feeds something that's bad for him, it's that's why I use the analogy at the start with weed. Like, I find weed super helpful. 
but some people find it super not helpful, like paranoia inducing this and that. So it's like different teachings aren't for everyone. That's why I didn't take drugs because I knew I'd be the statistic in the paper. Mm. I'll be the guy that did it wrong. That's what everyone says. <laughs> yeah, but I genuinely I know <laughs> did because it I, wrong. I don't listen to instructions very well. Like if it's something I have to <laughs> the ones in the papers like, usually no, want to do it right like if, um, repetitively. If I was in a survival situation mm. and it was me and you and for some reason you were like a survival expert. Right. If you had me by the shoulders and you're like, we can get through this, but you have to do exactly exactly what I say. And I'm like, I'm gonna go get some food, I'm gonna go and forage, I need you to build a tent to do it, you need to do this, 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 and this. I'll be back in like two hours and come back and you're just like a bundle of twigs. For example, like, no, 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 like a bit more extreme. So like there was like a bear. Right. Right. You'd be like, we can, we can survive this, but you you have have to to do yourself. Right. I would be like, oh, I might as well just let the bear eat me because I can't, I can't in that. I can be like that. I'm very defeatist. I never, Becca says you. It's not really defeatist. There's many times I'm on a plane and they tell me how to survive in a plane crash. Yeah, I always just think I'm not listening to this because if a plane starts crashing, I'm probably gonna die. Like, yeah, I, but if, if a plane you... started crashing, I'd be like, I'm gonna die. I wouldn't think, oh, I've got to try and survive. I'd be like, oh, this is it. Well, it depends but, on the yeah, situation. Yeah, but I'm not very good. So yeah, when I when I did the like bodyboarding down a down a river, I didn't listen to the instructions and got sucked into a oh, river. Yeah, you said about this. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. So just okay, I know you if I did drugs, I'd do it wrong. You tried to tell us about that twice. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting stuff to see. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. Awesome. I'd had no... I'd no when you started talking about it at the beginning, I thought, how are we going to film an episode on this? Yeah. And, and managed we to could go more, for like an hour out. Yeah. Definitely. It is one of those things that is very um, thought-producing, pro- productive. Okay, so, Tissy, you you wrapping up? Yeah, wrapping up, yeah. You done then? That was it. Just you yeah, I'm done. Up. Yeah, yeah. He's done. Um, that's, that's everything listen of the week yep um, I don't think we should give it to Anthony Anderson not this week how about um, I got quite a few emails this weekend mm-hmm. uh, I sent a couple over to you uh, should we just give it to one of our nice email messages persons yeah, this weekend nice, yeah. the first one that came up when I looked to try and get the names was Matthew Stanford who emailed us this weekend um just to say hi, which I always love. I love people just getting in contact just to say hi, I listen to the show, I like it. Yeah, yeah. And whatever. And then he sent me a cool uh, suggestion for a show as well. Sweet. So Matthew Stanford, your listener of the week. Da-da-na-na. Shall I make a jingle for it? I'll just do it. Da-da-na-na. Oh, oh I went right. a higher key then. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was too high. Yeah. da da na It'll do. I'm going to get all three of them and layer them together. Da-da-na-na. <laughs> 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 and that's uh, listen to the week jingle cool uh, I don't know if that's good or not yeah if, I, if someone played that after I got an award I don't know if I'd be happy or not. listen to the week okay so we're going to wrap up it's getting late mm-hmm. if you want to find us online weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com you can find all the videos that Tiss posted I'm going to put some bonus ones on there every week every episode every other week every episode there is a post on there that accompanies the episode and it has all the videos and recommendations and waffle and shit that we talk about on the show links to it all it's all on there um, you watch the little monk video at least because that was really cool the one about the monkey brain that was really helpful yeah, yeah I really the like monk that. telling you about stuff it's interesting it's fun 
Um, so go on there. And if you go on that website, I always say it's on the right-hand side, but I realise if you're on your phone, it's right at the bottom. Mm. So if you're on the computer, on the right, if you're on your phone at the bottom, but there's little buttons and you can find all the links to where you can listen. iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, you already listen to other places anyway. Um, you can also find a button to donate. There's a button that says donate and you can help out the show. And there's also a button that links you to Patreon, or you can go on patreon.com slash weirdtales and the unexplainable, and you can set up a monthly subscription to us, and you get rubs, which we sometimes mention, uh, which is, when we record an episode, I edit it, and I now keep all the off-topic nonsense, the stuff that doesn't make it to the show, unedited, goes into a little mini-pod um, for every episode. You lucky, lucky yeah, people. Yeah, for rubs. And some people really enjoy it for some reason. <laughs> but it's about 15 to 20 minutes long post of waffle. To accompany the sounds nice. The shows, yeah, you get that if you subscribe, and you also get original music once a month and bits and bobs, and you get to vote on episodes and stuff like the Rasputin one last week. Mm. Thanks, Emma. Yeah, um, and if you want to email us, that's the other one. I was near. There's one more. I mean, also there's links to our Twitters and Facebooks on the website. If you want to email us directly, it's unexplainableuk at mail dot com. Say hi, suggest something, whatever. Tell us you hate us if you want. One more thing, Bob oh boy. I promise it's the last one. If you're on iTunes. Uh, go and send us a rating and a review. The end. The end. So, Tiss, send us out. I Eckhart you. No. No, I'm, I'm not accepting that. I'm not having that. Tell you later. Tell you later. Until next time, mind how you go. You use that one. <laughs> I used that one <laughs> about one. three times. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Terrible. See you later. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. I'm done with the pun endings. Oh. I haven't done an ending in so long. No, no. Like I feel like I've just. I was like, when was the last time I've heard a pun ending? So then, let's consider first of all, what is a mind in the grip of vicious circles? Well. One of the most obvious instances that we all know is the phenomenon of worry. The doctor tells you that you have to have an operation. And that has been set up so that automatically everybody worries about it. But since worrying takes away your appetite and your sleep, it's not good for you. But you can't stop worrying and therefore you get additionally worried that you are worrying. And then furthermore, because that is quite absurd and you're mad at yourself because you do it, you are worried because you worry because you worry. That is a vicious circle. So now, can you allow your mind to be quiet? Isn't it difficult? Because the mind seems to be like a monkey, jumping up and down and jabbering all the time. Once you've learned to think, you can't stop. And an enormous number of people devote their lives to keeping their minds busy and feel extremely uncomfortable with silence. When you're alone, Nobody's saying anything. There's nothing to do. There's this... There's worry. 
this uh, lack of distraction. I'm left alone with myself. And I want to get away from myself. I'm always wanting to get away from myself. That's why I go to the movies. That's why I read mystery stories. That's why I go after the girls or anything that you do or get drunk or whatever. I don't want to be with myself. I feel queer. So, well, why do you want to run away from yourself? What's so bad about it? Why do you want to forget this? Why do you want to become yourself? Because you are addicted to thoughts. This is a drug. Real dangerous one. Compulsive thinking going on and on and on and on and on all the time. It's a habit. So there's a difficulty about stopping that activity. And you really have to stop it if you want to be sane. Because if I talk all the time, I don't hear what anyone else has to say. And I'll end up in the situation of having nothing to talk about but my own talking. Or so in exactly the same way, if I think all the time, I won't have anything to think about except thoughts. So in order to have something to think about, there are times when you simply must stop thinking. Well, how do you do that? The first rule is don't try to. Because if you do, you will be like someone trying to make rough water smooth with a flat iron. And all that will do will stir it up. So in the same way as a muddy, turbulent pool quiets itself when left alone, you have to know how to leave your mind alone. It will quiet itself. She comes in on that dragon. Right! Get out! <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.